Good day, welcome to the Fellowcast episode number 48. We're heading nicely on track to episode number 50, quite excited about that. But this morning or today we have another Ask the Pastors episode for you with Pastor Garth Funikak answering the following question. How do I know whether I've been baptized in the Spirit and what is it? Thank you very much, Pastor Garth Van Ikerk, to for being here again today to answer yet another Ask the Pastors question. And today's question is, how do I know whether I have been baptized in the Spirit and what is it? I love this question. It's incredibly important, eh? Mm. It's really something worth delving into. Yeah, absolutely. Let's delve into it. All right, so um, let's begin at the, uh, in the Old Testament, mm. all right? Because in the Old Testament, we know that people are anointed for service by the Spirit of God. And and the symbol of that anointing is the oil coming over the head. That mm. beautiful psalm that says, the oil on Aaron. Why is that on him? Because the Spirit of God filled him. Like yeah. David is anointed for service as king. And then the prophets tell us, but wait. And there's coming a time where God will pour out His Spirit on everyone. Mm. And then in Acts chapter 2, they quote it. All right. Now, this is after Jesus' ministry where at some stage he's breathing on the disciples and he says, receive my spirit. Mm. All right. um, Jesus himself is anointed by the spirit with his baptism. Yeah. All right. He comes out the water. So there's a water baptism in a sense. That's John's baptism. We'll speak about that just mm. now. And then the spirit of God comes visibly on him. There's this vision. And then the voice of God speaking over him. So the requirement for being filled with the Spirit, why it's different in the New Testament, is uh, we must not have sin. Mm. Right? Our sin must be dealt with. It must be washed away with. So there's a repentance that happens when I give my heart to Jesus and I ask forgiveness for my sins. And then as Jesus says in John chapter 3, I'm born of the Spirit. He's speaking to Nicodemus and says you must be born again. Yes. I'm born of the Spirit. Um, and there will be the moment where God comes and dwells inside of me. Mm. All right, So I cannot become a child of God without the Spirit of God. Um, but I think the reason why this question is asked is because in different church circles, there's some proof given mm. for how do I know I have the Spirit? Mm. Well, I've got my passport in my pocket. Here it is. you know, yeah. Or I can do this. You know, and very often we know certain gifts are emphasized. Mm. Um, and one of those gifts particularly is speaking in tongues. Yes. Why speaking in tongues? Well, there's actually really good scripture references mm. for that. All right, Anybody who holds that argument is not holding on to stubble. Yeah. Um, Acts chapter 2, there's a this strange thing that happens. All right, <laughs> They start speaking in tongues. Um, my take on that is, there's a lot happening in Acts chapter 2. Mm. When the Spirit is poured out, there's a heck of a lot. I mean, the room shakes. There's fire on their heads, yeah. which is a beautiful symbol. The light of God literally comes and dwells on His people. Um, then the one we mustn't miss is boldness. Fear mm -hmm. is taken away. They're locking themselves up in a room because Jesus was killed um, a month, two months ago, right? Mm. They're really fearful. And that fear is suddenly gone. They throw open the doors. They come out in the broad daylight with centurions walking around in the streets that mm. captured Jesus. And the same um, Sanhedrin is still 
ruling the show. They mm. can kill them just like they killed Jesus. So fear is a big thing. Now, what does the scripture say? Perfect love drives out fear. fear. I think that's one we have to hang on there. And I'm going to go to a scripture just now because mm. I think that's an emphasis. And then the other thing is um, they start speaking in human tongues, we know. So not to rehash the same argument again, but that's not speaking in angel tongues like some other scripture speaks in Corinthians. Mm. Um, it's a practical way of God to bridge a gap for communicating the good news about Jesus. And then the big one I must say is, listen, that crowd of 3,000 that came to salvation, there's no mention of any of them speaking in tongues on that day. Yeah. In fact, it might have been really impractical for a crowd of 3,000 to start speaking in tongues. That would be like the Tower of Babel, right? Mm. Confusion yeah. instead of what God That's is trying order, to achieve. Yeah. So, But then a couple of chapters later, they're filled with the Spirit again when they're praying. The room shakes again, interesting enough. And they go out with boldness again, but there's no mention of speaking in tongues. But later then in Centur uh, the, at the, what's it, Cornelius' household, mm. the first Gentile household to come to salvation and be filled with the Spirit, there's that evidence again of speaking in tongues. Mm. All right, And because Paul sees it, Ach Peter sees it, he goes back to the apostles and says, see, they received the same Spirit. Yeah. Why? Because there was a manifestation that's similar to what we've received. Mm. All right? But again, that's not the only manifestation at that time, all right? So I don't think we can hang everything on that. Later on in Acts, Paul actually comes to a crowd of guys in Ephesus. And um, that's after dealing with a guy called Apollos who becomes a really powerful apostle. And this guy has also not received the Spirit yet. He lays hands on him and this guy receives the Spirit. Mm. So that's interesting. This is a believer trained in the Word of God and it says he hasn't been filled with the Spirit yet. Sure. So that becomes something worth checking into, all right? Which I think is why the question is asked. <laughs> How do I know? Mm. What did Paul recognize in these people? And then there was a, a, a group of people um, in Acts 19, in Ephesus itself, it is believers, and he comes to these guys and he asks them a question. Have you been filled with the Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we haven't. We don't even know that there's a Holy Spirit. Sure. So these guys haven't received the whole gospel because the whole gospel is Emmanuel, mm. God with, with us. us. All right. Jesus has come to take away our sins, but he's taken away our sins because he's coming to live in us. Mm. The divide is taken away. Welcome to the heavens. There we go. <laughs> um. So I think that's really important. That's a half gospel that they receive. So he asked them, well, what baptism have you received? What, what have you been baptized in? And they say, the baptism of John. Mm. And then he says to them, well, the baptism of John is a baptism of repentance. repentance yeah. In other words, they're still living in the Old Testament where I ask forgiveness for my sin, but there's no expectation that I will overcome sin in the power of the Spirit. Mm. That's a half gospel. And honestly, I think that's something we can challenge our own hearts with. Am I living the whole gospel? Mm. Am I really living with the expectation that I will overcome sin because the spirit of the living God is inside of me? Mm. If I don't believe that, then there's a very good chance that I'm not living in the power of the spirit. spirit. In other words, it's held out to me. It's not as if I cannot attain it, but I'm just not grabbing hold of it. Mm. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned about you know Acts chapter two and then Acts chapter four. There's a, a full filling again. 
Mm. Um, and even though there are these evidences, which yeah. I believe the question is also asking, you know, what else, what would be evidence yes. of me um, being baptized in the Spirit? Mm. Uh, obviously, Jesus at his baptism with water received both. Yes. Which we, I mean, there's a whole different discussion on that. You know, what is the baptism of the Spirit the same time you get baptized in water just because Jesus had that experience? Mm. Or is it a separate occasion? Well, yeah, there it can happen more than more than once. Yeah. The spirit becomes resident in you when you become born again. Yes. But then there's a, a kind of, and I'm just I'm talking, I'm processing as I'm talking. But yes. I'm, what I'm, how I understand is, as you um, you've been filled with the spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit becomes activated in you as yeah. you are baptized in the yes. spirit. And then you start to see these manifestations of may uh, whatever it may be tongues faith uh, miracles healings mm. um, all those kinds of things um, giving you know the the gifts of the spirit become active yes. yeah um, yeah no absolutely and i do think we mustn't take believers halfway mm. you know <laughs> really give them the whole gospel and yeah. say the expectation is we're going to be full. So let's speak proof then. Mm. If there's one thing we're going to nail this on, what's it going to be? A changed life. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's take the Church of Corinthians, all right? We, because we see in that church um, there's gifts all over the show. Mm. I mean, these guys are running in it. It's going a bit wild, which is why we get so much conversation about the gifts in the book of Corinthians. But these guys are terribly sinful mm. terribly sinful there's infighting in the church there's all sorts of havoc there's real blatant sin being tolerated in the church so he speaks to them about gifts and then lands in chapter 13 1 corinthians 13 yeah. and says what are you doing guys all right even if you've got all these gifts you're missing the main point and the main point at the end of that chapter he lands on if you don't have love you don't have anything mm. then um a book that we actually don't often go to when we speak about these things is 1 John. And John at that time, it seems to be one of the latest epistles to be written um, because he's one of the oldest apostles. And by that time, there's a, a whole bunch of false prophets in the church. And he's writing particularly because he says, I want you guys to know, how do you know I'm filled with the Spirit of God? Mm. That's the whole topic of the book. Um, so really, whoever asked the question and whoever has the question, please go and read the whole of 1 John. All right, That's really what he's dealing with. So in chapter 3, it says, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. What is that seed of God? Is the Spirit, Spirit of God. Yeah. Um, they cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. And this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. I mean, he's clapping it straight mm. out there <laughs> anyone who does not do what is right is not god's child nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister mm. take that book back to the book of corinthians he's speaking to the corinthians and he says guys you're going to lose your salvation what are you doing he says you making a lot of noise when you get together and you're prophesying left and right and doing all these things but you ain't got no love yeah um in the middle of all of that you're sinning there's no proof that you are the children of God. Mm. Um, in chapter 4, and it's all throughout the book of 1 John. Chapter 4, verse 13. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. Again, he in us is the spirit in mm. us. He has given us of his spirit. 
And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And why did Jesus say, what's the fulfillment of all the commandments? Love. Love. All right. So it goes back to that first one we read in chapter 3. I don't sin anymore. Why? Because I'm filled with love. Mm. Um, right at the end of chapter 4 there, verse 21. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Mm. Now, that's the one line that draws through all of the word of God, and especially the New Testament. God is love. Mm. The children of God loves. By this, they will know that we are his disciples. We are the children of God. We love. Who will be called the sons of God? The peacemakers. Mm. The one who loves people enough to step in with his spirit and make peace. So we shouldn't try and make it any other proof than that. Yeah. Yeah. So just to clarify then for, for whoever's listening to this, do we then say that being born again and then f- sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit yeah. and being baptized is just different ways of saying the same thing, being baptized in the Holy Spirit? The, I look at it this way, all right? Um, let's speak about being demonized mm. because that's a different spirit filling somebody. Mm. There's degrees of that, right? Um, we're saying somebody has a stronghold in their life. Yeah. They're not demon-possessed. They're They've just got being a stronghold influenced, in their life, yeah. right? Um, but then it goes all the degree that there's so many strongholds in my life that at the end of the day, I am demon-possessed. Mm. I cannot make my own choices anymore. This spirit takes hold of me. Controls me. In the spirit of God is exactly the same. I can either like the vision in Ezekiel says, put my toes in the water, and I still have complete control of my life. Mm. I'm enjoying a bit of the freshness of the Spirit, but I'm running my life. He's mm. not my Lord, right? Or I can step in halfway. Ooh, now he's starting to sway me around a bit, all right? The stream is starting to push mm. me. Or I can put my head right under and walk in the Spirit. Now, here's the challenge. We want to make it a one-off thing and tell somebody, I was filled with the Spirit when I was 10 years old. Mm. That means nothing today. If I don't walk in the spirit today, today, yeah, absolutely sure. nothing. Yeah, I still run my life today. What does it mean that when I was ten years old, I had a moment where He ran my life? Yeah. Right. So it's really be filled Continuing. with the Spirit is continually filled with yeah. the Spirit. Yeah. And the measure stick is not how many gifts are flowing through me today, how many miracles happen through me today, mm. or whatever else. The gift, oh, the measure stick is how much love is in my life. Yeah. How yeah. much do I love God? How much do I love people? Yeah. Thank you very much, Pastor Garth, for giving us that answer to this question. Really appreciate it. And if you have questions like this and would love to have them answered on the fellow cast on Ask the Pastors, uh, please make sure that you write them on the little slip and put them in the box in the foyer, the Ask the Pastors box. And we'll be sure to get back to you and answer your question as soon as possible. Or you can alternatively send an email to Valdo at the Fellowship. And uh, we would like to uh, make sure that those questions get answered promptly. Have a good day. Have a blessed day. And until next time. Bye-bye.